0: Good morning, everyone. It's so lovely to see all of you, even though I can't see all of you, but hello. Uh, Welcome to our family service this morning. Welcome to all of our online guests. It's so lovely to have you joining us this morning. So we are going to be singing some carols, and we're going to be joining with all generations present this morning. Isn't that awesome and amazing? So I want to please invite you to stand. We're going to go into a time of worship And I really want to encourage you to dance along, sing along, join us as we worship and adore Him. So, Father God, we just thank you that we get to sing your praises, that we get to worship your name. Father, thank you that you are King of kings and Lord of lords, that you have the name above all names. So, Father, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be magnified year this morning and we just thank you for your presence that is always with us Lord that you said you will never leave us nor forsake us so we are aware of you Lord Jesus and we just want to thank you for your goodness and your mercy that we've experienced every single day thank you for this love that is so true we worship you and we thank you in Jesus name and everyone said amen amen let's worship
1: together
0: one body, one family, Lord, one spirit with you, that we are found in you, Jesus, and that is our delight and that is our joy this morning. Father, thank you that you were the gift that was given to us, that we may walk in freedom and in light and in life, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you are the way, the truth and the light, that we get to look to you, Lord, that we get to behold your glory and your honor, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for who you are on the inside of us, oh Jesus, and we worship and bless your name. We pray this in your holy name, amen, amen. Good morning, church. I am so honoured and privileged to be here this morning. For those of you who don't know, my name is Hannah. I'm part of the youth of NISA Vineyard. And how awesome is this family service? Hey, happy holidays. Why don't we turn to our neighbours and say, I'm so glad you came here this morning. And then I'm going to hand over to a very special guest who is, his name is Johan. I think he's going to introduce himself and he's going to be giving us the offering
2: scripture for this service. Hello guys. Um, So today's offering scripture Is Philippians 4 verse 19. And it says, And God shall supply all your need according to his riches by Christ Jesus. And this is telling us that God is going to supply us with everything we ever need, he has already supplied us with all our needs. You are sitting in this church with clothes on. You are living. If you are alive, then put up your hand. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. So, um, yeah, he will supply us with everything we ever need. And he supplies us with more than we ever need. Yes. So just think of something that you have that other people don't have. And just be thankful for it. And when you get home, I want you guys to go and thank God for what you have.
0: Give it up for your hand. But yeah, that is it for me. And then Nick has an amazing service planned and prepared for us. So thank you and enjoy the rest of the service.
3: Good morning to all of you. It is an absolute privilege to be with you this morning, and I think we can start off the right way, which is to give each and every single one of these kids a massive round of applause. And for all of those that are joining us on the online service, we say a very good morning, or afternoon, or evening, wherever you're watching from, to you too. And so I'm Nick, I'm part of the staff here at Neisner Vineyard and I have the incredible privilege of spending so much time with each and every single one of these guys here and ladies because I'm involved with the kids ministry as well as the youth ministry and I cannot begin to tell you what an absolute privilege that is. And so I have the privilege also this morning of sharing part one of our Behold series. Now, behold is a, it's quite a nice word, right? Behold, it sounds good coming off the tongue. Can I ask you guys on the count of three, just to, to mumble it to yourself? One, two, three. Behold. It's quite nice, though. Eh? So that word behold, it means to look and see. And so for all of my friends over here, have you guys ever seen something really exciting and you, you really want someone to see what you see, but they're looking in the other direction? So you start nudging them on the shoulders to say, look, look, parents, how many of your kids have done that to you before? Right? So it's the same thing. Another definition for the word behold can be, be sure not to miss this. And so today we are going to behold some good news. Now, just by a show of hands, who here loves good news? I'll be the first to raise my hand. I love good news. Yeah. Okay. And since it is the beginning of our Christmas series, let me ask, who here loves Christmas? I think it's safe to say that majority of us all love Christmas. And so let me ask you a question. Would it be good news if I told you that Christmas is almost here? Exactly. It would be good news. Now, we all love Christmas for many different reasons but I think one thing majority of us can agree on that we love about Christmas is we love presents, right? We all love presents. And so I remember growing up as a kid, one of the most exciting things for me was running downstairs and seeing all of these gifts under the Christmas tree. And it was the most awesomest thing to see when my name was written on that gift in big. And then I would run to that gift knowing that it was mine. And before I opened it, and my parents can vouch for me, they know when I opened that gift, the papers went flying everywhere. But before I opened it, I made sure to do a very special thing first, was I looked at the gift card. You see, because in the gift card, I got to see who gave me the gift. I wanted to know who gave me this gift. And then after I knew who gave me the gift, Then it came to the most exciting part, which was that I got to now open the gift, behold the gift, and I got to enjoy the gift. I used to play with my presents all day on Christmas. I don't even know if my family saw me much of the day, except for lunchtime. We all have a good Christmas lunch. So the Christmas story is about the greatest gift that mankind has ever received. And today, we are going to behold that good news. But that good news, the way we behold it, is exactly like one would open a presence on Christmas morning. You see, there's there's three very important steps that we do. Number one, we behold who the gift is for. Number two, we behold who the gift is from. And number three... We behold what is the gift. And so today we are going to do that, starting with step one, which is we are going to behold who the gift is for. And for that, I bring it to our theme scripture for this Christmas series, which is Luke chapter 2, verse 10. And it goes on to say, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold... I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Now, I want you all to say to yourself, that's me? I think we can do better. That's me? me. Okay, now I want you to point to the person next to you and I want you to say, that's you? you. Okay, so that gift is for both you and I. And that is why... When we look at the gift and who it is to, it is for all people, both you and I included. So now that we've gathered, what the angels are saying is they've got such exciting news because there is a gift coming your way and it has your name written in big letters on it, we now move on to step two. So knowing who it is for and that it is for us and each and every single person that you come across when you go out of this church today I want you to know what number step number two is, and that is to find out who the gift is from. Okay, that's the very important part because kids, we all want to quickly get to what the gift is, right? I know. I like I said, those papers used to fly everywhere, but it is important to know who the gift is from, and so that's why we always look for this thing. We always look for the Christmas card. You see, in the Christmas card, we are to behold who gave us this gift. And so it says here, it actually tells us here who gave us this gift. It says here in John 3, verse 16, it says, For here is the way God loved the world. He gave. I want you guys to take a moment for me and just think about that. God himself, creator of all things, God Almighty, gave us a gift. That does something to your heart, huh? God himself gave us a gift. Now, the reason that we give gifts in the first place is... It is an expression of our love to someone. You see, gifts, we give gifts to show someone how much they mean to us, how much we value them. And that's exactly what this verse is saying. It's saying that God so loved us and valued us and wanted to show us this, that he gave us something. He gave us a gift. Now, we want to know what the gift is. It's in the exact same verse that we find out what this gift is continuing on in john 3 verse 16 it says he gave his only unique son as a gift so now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life you see who wants to take a guess who god is speaking of when he says his only unique son daniel Jesus. Now, who of you would agree that's Jesus? Exactly. And that's exactly who God is referring to. You see, God so loved the world and wanted to reveal that love to the world that he gave us his only unique son as a way to show how much he loves the world. And it says there that we get to experience something by believing in him. You see, now that we know what the gift is, okay, we now get to the cool part, which is that we get to enjoy the gift, just like I would do on a Christmas morning when I had those presents, and it was exactly what I wanted, and my parents wouldn't see me the whole day because I would be enjoying and experiencing this gift. So, Jesus says that it is, or God says it is the gift of everlasting life. Now, who here wants to quickly take a, uh, or give me a guess what everlasting life means? You. Going, to going to heaven. That's a good one. So that is true. It can't. The truth is, it does mean going to heaven. Yes, you never die. You never die. Okay, that's true. So once you pass on from this lifetime, you never die. And you spend all of the rest of eternity in heaven. But... Guys, do you know that everlasting life, or in other words, eternal life, it means so much more. So much more. Now, who better to explain that than the very person who came to give us that gift, right? And so Jesus goes on to explain what everlasting or eternal life is. And Jesus goes on to say in John 17, verse 2 to 3, he says, You have already given me authority over all people so that I may give the gift, the gift of eternal life to all those that you have given to me. Eternal life means, now he tells us exactly what it means, that it's so much more. Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the son whom you have sent. You see, the gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of Jesus Christ is a gift that we get to enjoy and experience. Eternal life simply is relationship with God. That is what Jesus came to give us. Jesus was given to this world to come and bring us a gift, which is eternal life. And there where it says to, to know and to experience. It's saying that God wants you to experience him right here and right now. That it's not just for one day when we go to heaven, but that it is, starts right here and right now. The moment we make a very important decision to receive that gift, that you get to know what God's voice sounds like. That you get to experience him as he, he leads you and he guides you and he helps you. That you get to experience all the wonders of his love as he reveals to you how valuable you are to him. How important you are to him. How much he cares for you. You get to experience that in this life. And that is why it is the greatest gift of all. Now... When we take a look at our prime example of the way that God always wanted things to be, we look at the very beginning. We look at the Garden of Eden. And so for that, I need some volunteers here. Okay. Daniel, you can come up, buddy. Okay. And I need a girl. You can come up, a sweetie. Okay. Wayne, you can come up, buddy. Okay. So... What we're going to do is I am going to give you a piece of paper. And then you guys are going to hold that out nicely for me. Okay. So you guys are Adam and Eve. You guys are representing us. Now I'm going to ask you guys to stand here for me. And then Daniel, you can stand here next to her. Okay. And then Wayne, you, my friend, you are going to be God. Okay. So wave to everyone. Okay. Give everyone a nice wave. Okay, so going back to the Garden of Eden, going back to the way that God always intended for things to be, we see that God always desired relationship with mankind. That was his number one goal. The very reason that we were created, the very reason that we are sitting in these chairs this morning, the very reason that God wants us to know and continuously experience this good news is because God wants us to know his heart And that it is the beginning of us was for us to experience a relationship with God. It was all about relationship with God. God wanted a family, and so He created us. And so we see Adam and Eve enjoying relationship with God all the way back in the Garden of Eden. And Adam and Eve represented us as mankind. You see, we were all going to come from Adam and Eve. Now, can you imagine that? Now, think of somewhere that sounds like absolute paradise. First place I think of is Hawaii. Hawaii sounds like paradise. The Garden of Eden was even better than that. It was perfect. There was no lack or need or want. It was simply the main thing being the main thing. And it was God enjoying a relationship with us and us enjoying a relationship with God the way it was always meant to be. But you see, something happened, okay? God wasn't going to force us to be in a relationship with Him. God wasn't going to force us to stay in paradise for Him. You see, if God was to force us, there wouldn't be true love, right? You always give someone the choice. That's what love does. And so God already chose us by creating us. And he wanted us to choose him back, knowing him for who he really is. But again, he wasn't going to force that. And so what God did was he gave Adam and Eve the choice. He said, I've already chosen you. You can choose to spend all of eternity with me. But you see, Adam and Eve were deceived. You see, Adam and Eve made a decision that sadly changed things All the way up to right here and right now you see adam and eve made a decision to go and do their own thing they thought that life was better outside of the garden and so what happened was when they made that decision something came in and it was sin and that's simply us missing the mark or making the wrong choices choosing to do our own thing And when sin came in, mankind became separated from God. I'm going to ask Leo and Alex to come up for me for a second. You see, what happened was when mankind became separated from God, a wall came up. There was a wall that was blocking both mankind and God from each other. And God wasn't able to enjoy relationship or friendship with us the way that he had always intended to. And then we go and we see God's heart and the way he shares this verse. And I was reading this and it actually, it it hit my heart quite deep to see God sharing his heart here about this problem, this wall that was in between. And it goes on to say, behold, in Isaiah 59, verse one to two, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear dull." that it cannot hear but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your god and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear so god's heart here is breaking because there is this separation problem and so ultimately we were stuck in this place of being separated from god with no answer and no solution we needed to try and find a way back home, but there was only one way to get home. There was only one way. These days, we have so many different types of planes and different plane services that we can go through. Well, the reality of the situation is when it came to heaven's standards, you had to pass the exam 100%. Now, some of us would be, and I, including me, I would be very excited with just 60%. If I I was writing a test. But even to get 99% when it came to heaven standard, because heaven is perfection, is still not good enough. And so ultimately what happened was because of Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve making a choice to do their own thing and getting the wrong answer. Mankind was sitting in a place of fail. and so we were stuck here we didn't know how to get home okay but the good news is that the only one who could save us and the only one who would save us did come to save us and so he first shared with us exactly how do we get home what is needed to come home and so Jesus says in John 3, verse 5, this is the only way for you to come back. He says, Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So what Jesus is saying is, there's a spiritual separation that happened here through Adam and Eve. And the only answer is for something to be done for someone to come and uh, connect us back allow us to be reborn into the family of God to be spiritually connected with God the way that it was always meant to be now I remember I shared with you that the only one who could do that did come to do that because we could never do that ourselves and so the beautiful news You know, that word, good news, another good word for the word good news is the gospel. And the gospel truth is that Jesus Christ, God himself, came as a human being. And for that, I need another, I need a, I'm going to ask you to come here, buddy. Are you cool with that? Okay. I'm going to ask you to stand here for me. Okay, I want you to hold up that for me. So now this is Jesus, okay, in steps Jesus. And Jesus Christ comes, and Jesus lives a perfect life. Jesus, when it comes to heaven standards, Jesus gets a one hundred percent pass. Jesus does so well that he should even get a sticker saying, Well done, on his exam report. <laughs> and he did. And Jesus didn't come to just live perfectly for any odd reason. You see, because we were sitting in a situation where we failed, there was only one who could meet that standard, and he did that for us. And so Jesus passed the bar. Jesus got 100% for us. And then what he did was Jesus went to the cross. So now, buddy, I'm going to ask you to come and stand right here for me. Right here. In the middle of this war. You see, what happened on the cross is Jesus, with his 100%, Jesus being perfect, Jesus being 100% right in God's good books, Jesus took on all our failures, all our mistakes, all our wrongdoings. Jesus took it all upon himself. Everything that was separating God and man... Jesus tore it down. Jesus, yeah, I think we can give Jesus a clap. Jesus dealt with the sin problem. Jesus dealt with the sin of the world. There was never gonna be anything standing before God and man again, except for a choice going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, a simple choice that we get to choose. We get to choose whether we want to enjoy a relationship with God or not. And so that's why it says that through believing in Him, that we would experience everlasting life, experience relationship with God for all of eternity, experience heaven right here and right now. But that's not all Jesus did. You see, the moment you give your life to Jesus, Jesus gives you his one hundred percent. You see, here's us, okay? Jesus took on all our failures, all our mistakes, all our wrongdoings, and he replaces it. I mean, I should put that. Oh, yeah, you throw that paper down. No more failures. Yeah, you kick that thing. <laughs> yeah, rip it up, man. Rip it up. Man, that's what Jesus did at the cross. Amen. And Jesus gave us his very right standing with God. Jesus gave us his 100%. You see, through believing in Jesus, that's what happens. You become right in God's sight. You are in God's good books, all because of Jesus and only because of Jesus. And that is why... In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 to 21, it explains exactly what happened at the cross. Because it all sounds like good news. But I think let's let the Bible speak for itself here. It says, for God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. you see jesus eliminated that wall and it's through jesus that we get to experience the gift of eternal life the gift of relationship with god where there is nothing that can change that you know there where it says that he was to be the offering for our sin Now, we'd all agree with a gift, you simply say thank you, right? You simply say thank you. And that's why in John 3 verse 16, when it's saying that by believing in him and what he came to do for us, you are simply saying thank you. It is a gift. It is free. There is nothing you could do to earn it or deserve it. It is a gift. But I want to quickly share with you. That in order for someone to give you a gift, he first had to pay for it. In order for it to be free for you, he had to first pay for it. And that's exactly who Jesus is as the gift of Christmas. Jesus, the gift of God, God himself coming to this earth in human form, was the gift to make the payment for you to experience the gift of eternal life. That's good news, right? Now the reality is, it doesn't end there. You see, after the cross, when Jesus, they laid him away in a tomb, Jesus didn't stay in that tomb. If Jesus stayed in that tomb, then it wouldn't be good news. No, Jesus was not found in that tomb three days later. And remember when Jesus shared that the answer for us to experience uh, everlasting life, that there was only one way to enter the kingdom of God, and that is to be born again. You see, the reason that Jesus died for us was to pay for the gift. And the reason that Jesus rose for us was to make the gift available. That now, because of Jesus and putting our faith in Jesus, by believing in Jesus and what he came to do for us, his finished work, that we can now be spiritually born again into the family of God. That is the good news. That is the gospel. You guys can take a seat for me. Thank you so much guys. I think let's give them a massive round of applause. And just before we close, I'm gonna ask the worship team to come up for a moment. And I want us to do one more thing One more thing while they come up. Is we are going to behold this gift one more time. And what I want you to do for me. Is I'm just going to ask you to simply close your eyes. The worship team is going to play a song for us. But before they do that. We are going to behold this gift one more time. We are going to behold it in our hearts. You see now that we know. Who the gift is for. Now that we know. Who the gift is from that it was all God's idea and now that we know who the gift is we know who paid for the gift we're gonna simply connect our heart to this we are gonna connect our heart to what God is saying here and I believe that he is going to speak to you I know that for a fact he is going to make this real to you like never before and this is what I want you to connect your heart to. for here is the way God loved the world he gave his only unique son as a gift so now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life God did not send His Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its Savior and rescue it. Squid Your eyes are still closed this morning. I just want to share to to anyone that hasn't yet received this gift that it is free. It is free of charge. It has been paid for. It has your name written in big letters on it. That this gift is meant for you. That it is yours to experience and enjoy. That God so loves you. That he wants you to experience a relationship with him that is why you were created you were created to be part of his family and saying yes to this gift allows us to once again be included in the family of god to be part of the family of god to experience all the benefits of 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 what it means to to be god's child For us to know him as the name he always wanted to reveal to us. Father. Dad. And so if there's anyone here, we don't want to embarrass you. With all eyes closed. We want to give you the opportunity to say yes to this gift. And so if that's you, will you please raise your hand for me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for the rest of us, let's pray with them as a family. And I'm going to ask you, for those of you that put up your hands, to connect with this gift in your heart and to simply receive it. And how we're going to do that is we are going to place our faith into this gift. We are going to place our faith. In Jesus. And so for all of us here. Will you please help me repeat. These words. Father. I thank you. For this gift. The gift of your son. The gift for me. That Jesus came. To pay the price. So that I can. Have this gift. Enjoy this gift. Experience this gift. And so, Father, I choose right now to receive this gift. I say yes to Jesus. I believe he died for me. He rose again. And that I am now a child of God. Jesus is Lord. So Father, we thank you for this time that we get to spend together. Father, I just thank you for the gift of Christmas. Jesus, we thank you that you are the gift of Christmas. And so, Lord Jesus, we choose right now to just exalt you going into this holiday season. That when the 25th of December hits, Lord, that you are the reason for it all. We thank you, Father, that we get to experience a relationship with you. Father, I thank you that you are speaking to each and every single one of us here every day, that we hear your voice, that you so desire for us to know you deeply and intimately, and that through the gift of eternal life, Lord, we get to do that. There is nothing standing between you and I, between us and you. And so, Lord, we say more. We want to experience more. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So for all of those that did raise your hand, I want to let you know that we do have a ministry team. And you can find them on the way out. They will be to my right, your left. And they just want to share a little bit more with you and give you something special to reveal to you a little bit more about what this gift is and all the beautiful things that we get to enjoy with it. Please enjoy a cup of coffee with us as we go out and always remember you are highly favoured and deeply loved.